Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. If you don't already, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, anywhere you find your podcast. Don't forget, NumbBillsFan.com has all of our content. Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast number 132. I am your host, David Palermo. Follow me everywhere as you heard. Also, my personal stuff is David J. Palermo, if you want to find me, P-A-L-E-R-M-O. And, um, you know, what's up in Bill's world here? For those of you tuning in, it is a Tuesday night, August 22nd, about 8.45, and kicking this off. I'm flying solo today. And um, if you've been listening, I've been talking quite highly at Anquan Bolden, how stoked I was. I think I had on my beer goggles on how good he was because quickly I'm corrected by people I trusted to listen to, trust myself to listen to. And uh, we'll dive into that. We'll dive into uh, LaShawn McCoy rumors of being traded, which is absolute hot trash, which I'll get into. And uh, what else did I write down here? Uh, some of the notes I have, let's see, there is no justice, just us, Anquan Bolden, reset myself eating shit, okay, um, <clears throat> Bolden, McCoy, being head coach, recall, 10th and 12th in points, okay, so this is called Numb Bills Fan Podcast for a reason, and if you are a Buffalo Bills fan, and you follow the Bills, welcome to my world of what else could happen to the Bills? You cannot write at all a script to the Buffalo Bills season. And maybe you can't write it for anybody. You know, I just bought Madden 18, and I thought it came out today. And I went in Sunday and was like, hey, I want to buy it. Figuring it came out the earlier Sunday. I wasn't paying too close of attention. I go back today because I thought they told me it was available Tuesday. And I was like, there's no way I am paying an extra $20 for Tom Brady Go Edition. Well, your boy here, they were sold out. So I don't have the physical copy, but I did buy the Go Edition so I could play Madden tonight. And I'm like, you know, I better podcast before I play Madden. So here I am for you, whoever you one person, probably myself, listening to this back, checking the levels. So uh, thank you for listening to me talk to me. And uh, so, yeah, I got I suckered myself into an extra $20 on the uh, on the new Madden 18. And it's like, man, I know the Madden curse ain't happening this year. Why? Because I want it to. No, no disrespect, Tommy, but hang it up, bud. We're good. You've had a nice run. Um, it's time. You're a deadbeat dad, Tom. I think it's time you spend time with your kids, man. Just saying. Maybe take a seat. You're going to get a little old. So, anyways, this bill season has started out crazy. Has started out crazy. Now, as always, if you're listening to this on the Grandstand Sports Network, please shoot them a follow everywhere. It is the best view in sports. Grandstand Sports Network had me on the sidelines. And Kevin Masseri, um, another guy, I keep forgetting his name. His name is Corey. I'm sorry, dude. Dude, don't kill me for listening. Um, or Cody. It's a C. I know it's a C, I think. I definitely don't know. But uh, 
Thanks to Cranesand Sports Network, I was able to get on the sidelines. And a shout-out to the Bills PR staff and, and Buffalo Bills for, I know you guys got to do your homework and make sure I don't have a criminal record. So, as you saw, I really am just, a, you know, not tough at all. So, I, I don't have a criminal record. Um, and thank you for letting me be there. That said, I was really stoked um, on a lot of the moves with Anquan Bolden coming in. It was cool to see a free agent talked about and then brought in, and, and I get to be there the next day. And then, you know, I didn't even pay much attention to Sammy Watkins because I figured he'd be on the roster. So, Sammy gets traded. Whoa. We talked about that last podcast. You know, Sammy gets traded. And now... We got Anquan Bolden, and I'm beating the drum. Like, man, this dude's going to be solid. And even if he was rusty this past game, uh, you know, against the Eagles, even if Anquan Bolden was rusty, it's a preseason game. I don't care. I don't want him trying that hard anyways. You're fine. You've already proven it. If there's one guy who's proven it, <coughs> excuse me, it's going to be him. So kind of looking at like, whatever, dude. He'll come back. He'll be fine. Give him a few few weeks. Let him get. It wasn't even a camp. I think for a couple weeks, you know. So, well, he leaves the team, and it's like as a football, as far as a football standpoint. I mean, a lot of people are backpedaling. Like, well, you know, I mean, I, I was beating the drum for him, but you know, I mean, what was he really gonna offer? Just leadership stuff. Really? Come on, stop. He was a guarantee. He's catching the rock. So, third down, whatever you want to say, was really looking forward to it, all of us. Get that pressure off the Sean McCoy somehow with somebody, which now we're in another situation if you have Bill's luck of, oh, and if you don't know when you're this far into the podcast, Anquan Bolden decided to retire, which I'll get into, which I'm kind of into. But I'm kind of a little nervous here with Jordan Matthews because dude has a sternum injury, uh, you know, a little chip on his sternum. Not little. I mean, it's like a rib injury, I guess, where any pulling, pushing, anything really hurts the kid. Um, I know if I stub my toe, I start favoring my, my toe and my hip starts to hurt and my knee starts to hurt. I can't imagine not being able to even move around. So he's going to be out of shape just probably because he can't do much for me besides ride a bike. Who knows? And... Again, we're in another training camp where Tyrod Taylor will not have chemistry with some receivers. And the guy I was looking forward to him having chemistry with finally, a little bit in the offseason more than usual, was Sammy Watkins for the first time. And, well, he's gone. So we got Bolden. Well, he's in behind. He's gone. I don't know if Holmes is going to step up. Streeter has a foot injury that they're deciding whether or not he's going to have surgery or not. And, and it's like... When it comes to, to football players and athletes, I just find it so crazy that we, we talk about them like horses. Like, yeah, well, we're going to see if he can make it through. Like, all of a sudden, Cordy Glenn is back at practice, right? Oh, he's getting better every day. Well, yeah. The, he went to Wisconsin and had some shit shot in his foot, and he can't feel it for probably another 12 fucking years. Of course he's getting better. But by the time he's done playing football, his foot's probably going to ride off. So it's like, it's so weird. It's so, like, sports is so weird because they're human beings. Point is, is what proven receiver is on the roster for the Bills right now? Like, really? I I don't, uh, what are we depending on here? Jordan Matthews. Okay, cool. He came into camp. 
with the Eagles last year. Hurt. He got hurt in camp with a knee. Came out the gate. Exploded. Jordan Matthews sounds like a professional. Listen to him talk. Watch him at practice. His eyes, he's talking about mental reps, and it's a lot of hot smoke a lot of times. But dude is on. He seems very focused. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Anquan Bolden retiring puts a lot of pressure on him. And also, I think that really makes it more of an opportunity for guys like Logan Thomas, guys like Nick O'Leary, Raw Dog, guys like Charles Clay. Big guys, big targets, right? Zay Jones is pretty quick. He ran a 4 4 something. And he showed a, a very good connection with Nathan Peterman. So, Zay Jones seems to be a guy that you could depend on. And uh, Tyra Taylor did not look good. But, as was told, if you notice, Tyra Taylor was running for his life. Jim Schwartz. Former Bills defensive coordinator is now the defensive coordinator going into year two, I believe, of uh, maybe year three with the Eagles as their defensive coordinator. Well, uh, Reuben Brown talked about it on the John Murphy show with Donald Jones uh, about how week two is blitz week. Well, the Bills offensive line was clearly not prepared for blitz week. And Tyrod Taylor was, you know, I saw Dukas in there get passed pretty quick a little bit. Tyrod Taylor was not, uh, I don't know if he was given a fair chance. At the same time, uh, I'm sure he wishes he had some throws back. And I honestly watched that game like, holy crap. Is this like that moment where I'm like, wait, why is Peterman completing passes? I can't think like this. I can't think like this. I can't think like this. But Fletcher Cox is an animal on the inside at that defensive tackle spot. So, you know, you got guys that have talked about Fletcher Cox over and over again on the Eagles side of the ball. And he's a monster. He's a handful. Okay. So I just keep diving around here for like 10 minutes, and I'm sorry. Um, Don't forget that there's a lot of time left in this season. And if you're a Bills fan, Bolden retires, what is the first thing you're thinking in your head? The first thing I'm thinking in my head is, it's that bad, it's that bad at one Bills drive that Anquan Bolden decides to retire. Like, this ship really is on fire. This ship is really sinking. Then I started going, wait a second. Okay, trust the process. I ain't trusting the process right now. I am not trusting the process. Because we had a guy in a great situation who was here to play wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. And yes, you would not get anything for him in return. But he would be on a contract you're ready to ball out. That said, if he's a cancer in the locker room, okay. We don't know if Watkins was a cancer in the locker room or not. I don't think he was. But all this talk about entitlement. I don't know if the media is looking for stories or what. But that seems to have died down since Anquan Bolden's retired. Now, as far as being a Bills fan, you're thinking, is it really that bad in there? And honestly, this podcast was started to be more objective. Um, I started this thing one episode, not to reset for everybody else, but 
Uh, we got some new listeners. I started this thing with one episode, and and I thought about doing this podcast actually about the same time, like right before John Murphy started his. I was thinking about doing one, and then John Murphy started his show, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know if I'm ready yet anyways, and I'm just going to sit there talking to myself. So anyways, um, follow through with it finally, and then my buddy Adam Deacon called up. He joined forces, and we busted everything out together until recently. Shout out to Adam. Love you, fam. And uh, Creative Differences, he's doing other things, True Believers, so go check his stuff out. And I'm still over here just doing focus. I'm focused more on the audio side. So this whole thing was started because I looked at sports to relieve myself from being in bands. And uh, where I come from is a punk kind of, not kind of, I mean a punk hardcore background. And if you've ever read the lyrics, if you've ever been around anything, um... No, it's a a lot of the sincere. You can tell sincerity, and 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 punk and I can really relate to a lot of the lyrics and a lot of the messages. Like the message is big. Like they would mix records back in the day, where the vocals were always out front because it was about the message. You could have like some sweet like crossover riffs in the background and, and it's the it's you know the message is the driving force. So when I was doing some of the music stuff and and I just stopped doing music recently out at least. I still write all the time daily. Um and working on some things just slowly but focusing on the podcast. Um I remember just kind of getting sick of dealing with people because I'm not, I'm like a construction guy that can't really, if I don't see a reason to be at a job at seven and I only got one job, I'm I'm self-employed. I'm not going to be there at seven to work till 10. Like screw that. I'll get a good night's sleep, especially after a hockey game, get there at nine, get done at lunch anyways, you know? So, and then, when I work with creative people in a band, it's like, well, you creative people don't work hard enough. And then I'm like the guy who's like driving it too hard, you know? So, um, I looked at sports and the bills again as a reason to get my mind off of working with people and come to find out it just wasn't really objective. Like nothing was really objective. It, it seemed like everybody just wants to hit the low hanging fruit. And this is around the time you had Chan Gailey as coach coming in and Dick Duran's last year. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, I really start diving in super deep into the bills, obsessing over the draft, you know, just really going above and beyond, getting on Twitter with my little egg and, uh, you know, the early Bills Mafia days, right? So I'm kind of like after a while, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing guys go on the radio talking about the Bills who cover the team. They're on the sidelines. They're at press conferences. And, and I, over the, the course of years I learned these guys voices and, and connected dots who wrote what article and I just listened to the questions and, and just over the years honestly subliminally collecting data not even realize what I'm doing but a lot of these guys that no disrespect but a lot of disrespect they don't have integrity and they also have jobs and families to feed and they're probably underpaid so I understand some certain things but I don't understand being a reporter necessarily a reporter and you don't do what reporter people do, which is like maybe carry a notepad, maybe have one out here and there. I don't know. Just call me nuts. But when somebody goes to cover the Buffalo Bills for their 
other 32 team or 31 teams that they cover for NFL Network, and they do a quick Google search, what's going on? Or they have their 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 bills, quote unquote, sources, and seven of them are all low hanging fruit douchebag things to talk about with the bills. Well, what do you expect people to say about the bills? So that's where the podcast came in, and I'm like, nope, this dude's wrong. And nope, I want to call it like this. And, and I might even be too much of a homer because I try to look at sports like sports like glass half full. I'm here to have a good time. I have enough misery in my life. I don't need to get on message boards. People tell me to interact a lot more all the time. You know what? I love everybody, but I do not have time for a comment battle. I don't. Anybody who wants to call into the podcast is welcome anytime. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up with an email, davidnumpillsfin.com. Please, I would love to talk to everybody. I don't know anything, and I'll be the first one to tell you that, but I will add things up and try to at least hit you up with the sources of people who do break down film, like Eric Turner at CoverOne.net, also a part of Grand Sands Force Network. So what I'm getting at here is it's come to a point where I think being more objective is it has to be beneficial for the team. I, I really believe that if there's more objective media out there with the Buffalo Bills, that even the players themselves and the coaching staff and, and the people who work for the organization will feel a little bit better because it does not take you far to get to a newspaper article or another audio podcast or a, another radio show to just hear doom and gloom all the time. And somehow we're going to figure out how to talk about quarterback today. That's what we're going to do. We're going to hit all the low-hanging fruit off Twitter and drive people to our show and reset it four times with seven other people. Uh, And you know what? That's cool. I listen to it. I love it. I love Buffalo Radio when the sports teams are on fire. I love it. There's nothing better than Buffalo Radio when everything's going downhill. It's like, blow it up. I want to tank. I want to tank. Okay, dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's keep taking because let me guess. You've been a season ticket holder since 64. And yeah, dude, over it. Like, so over it. So anyways, this thing is just meant to be more. This podcast is meant to be more like, all right, what's really going on here? And it's called Numb Bills Fan because it's like, what else can happen, right? Like, this is not like, it's really mind numbing. It's really mind-numbing. I can't. I, I. I'm floored that there's a huge trade this this training camp because I look at it like, okay, well, cool. Well, if you don't plan on keeping the Sammy Watkins, why don't you trade him earlier so we can get someone else in here at the beginning of camp? So you know, while we're learning new systems and everybody else is lost, we still have the best variables in place because last I checked. The Buffalo Bills were 10th in points last season and 12th in points the season before, as in points scored. And all that needs to get together is this damn defense. And here we are with an offense that looks atrocious in preseason, but it is preseason. But we've said this before during the Dick Duran years, for sure. You know, a couple other times, for sure, recently. Uh, So I don't know what to really think. And I'm honestly here trying to tell you I'm panicking with a bunch of other people right now. I'm really panicking with a bunch of other people. And I don't think the Bills are having a fire sale. I really don't think so. This offense is going to run through LaShawn McCoy 
If there's one thing that this Bills offensive line likes to do, it's they like to get after it and fuck shit up. If there's one thing that's been consistent for two years, they fuck shit up. A lot of people can run behind this Bills offensive line. Okay, so you're worried about Cordy Glenn's foot. Well, what do you do? You put a tight end on that side. The Bills are going to keep a lot of tight ends this year. I'm excited to see it. With play action, guys are going to be left wide open. Anticipation needs to be Tyrod Taylor's best friend. That said, I'm not going to shit on Tyrod yet because we've seen him do it before. I can name three games off the top of my head. Jets at the end of 15. Seattle last season. Was it last season? And uh, one other game I forgot. Was it Miami where he finally got over 300 yards for the first time in his career? And, you know, Dan Carpenter uh, misses kicks and somehow I see the most awful fucking duck. It looked like Peyton Manning threw a duck and somebody shot it and it went through the goalpost at one Bills drive. And that was the end of the Bills playoff hopes against Miami. As, again, for two weeks in a row, my little toes are about to fall off in the stadium. So um, my tone of voice is also like, hey, I work really hard and I have some season tickets and I'm trying to sell like a couple, like one to my friend Phil and the rest to our friend Tim Avery that has been on the podcast. And so I have three tickets and they're six eighty dollars a piece. Um, it it kind of sucks. And I was recently single and shit, so I had this ticket lingering around. So now it's going to trickle into, like, relationship number three, which is really funny, right? So three different girls, one seat. Don't say anything out loud. Hope she don't walk out of my house. Um, anyways, so, you know, I got to eat that ticket. She didn't ask to go. So, anyways, I got $680. I got to try to recoup here in a season where it looks like the Bills fucking suck. <laughs> like, at least if you read the headlines and honestly... Being there in camp, I didn't think it was that bad. What are you looking at right now? (laughs) What the fuck? I feel so weird. So if you hear my dogs in the background, sorry. Somebody just walked in. Speak of the devil. So, you know, I got to eat this ticket right now. I got three of these tickets. And I'm really worried that this first season is going to be Chang Gailey season. Where I just got to pretend that there's hope and there's absolutely none. There's absolutely none. But I really don't know if I ever feel that way. At least that's how I kind of felt when Anquan Bolden retired. Like, what the fuck is going on here? All right, dogs, you got to go. Skedaddle. Um, So I was kind of like, all right, is it that bad in the organization? Is it really that bad in the organization? I don't know. And then I see stuff of why Anquan Bolden retired. And this gets back to the conversation I had about the punk rock and the hardcore roots. And um, I don't know if you know this. I'm a white male, technically a white male. I mean, I'm 100% Italian. My mom is from Italy. She's an immigrant. She came here when she was 18. And my father's grandparents were from Italy. So, my mom's from the north, my father's family's from the south, and essentially, it wasn't, um, you know, if I went, I I really do think that, I don't know how the hell to get into this, I really do admire why Anquan Bolden retired, and 
maybe he went through a game and was like, man, this kind of sucks. Or his just heart isn't in it. And when you are not into something, that's when you start getting hurt. If you have any doubts about retiring, you had to be pride pretty much to get here. You kind of got to chill out and retire. And he says that Anquan Bowl essentially is, you know, the incidents with Charlottesville, North Carolina, you know, that was like really, Charlottesville was like really an unfortunate incident. And um, for him to say that that event really kind of hurt him or had an impact with him makes a lot of sense because it's 2017 and racism is still an issue here. And it seems, again, the parallel for me of media takes the low-hanging fruit for, for the bills, while media also takes the low-hanging fruit for controversy publicly. And last I checked, I, I, I don't really know many white power people. I really don't, at least up here. And, you know, you might have your grandma, you might have some people who are a little old school, they have little racist terms. But... That is kind of, I don't know, they sort of kind of get a pass. You know what I mean? Doesn't make it right. But it's just like an old school thing. But it doesn't mean they necessarily mean harm. It was just people are less sensitive. Um, but I respect everybody. I don't really have like racial slurs. So for me, it's like if Anquan Bolden retired for humanitarian efforts, which pretty much is like, I see this racism, I see all this garbage going on, um, I got to help people. I really respect that, because he was already involved in it before. It's not like this is just something out of the blue. So once I saw that, I felt that Anquan Bolden was being sincere, and I kind of think that it's just an unfortunate thing for the Bills. That's really what it is, it's just unfortunate. And after a while, we could say, what if, what if, but you have to look at the Sammy Watkins trade the same way you look at a draft. Don't tell me, don't tell me you could have got player X like everybody else go, well, you know, Khalil Mack was just sitting there. Yeah, and Marlon Williams was coming off of a double-digit sack season, and the defensive line was playing out of their mind, so he was not needed. I don't want to hear about it after the fact. You know, you had him in your own facility. Yeah, who cares? It is what it is. You got to live with it now. You have to move on to the next play. You really do. It's so cliche in football, but you have to move on to the next play. But as far as me, um, with reflecting with Anquan Bolden, I really respect what he's doing here. Um, it seems like this life has been like that movie Idiocracy. Where I personally, if you know me, know I think I'm I'm kind of dumb. <laughs> so, I don't like where things are going and feeling like, oh, shit. And if you're an athlete and you have that platform, by all means, go do it. I respect Eugene Monroe, who used to play tackle for the Ravens, which maybe the Bills might want to call, uh, for going on his thing for marijuana and, and cannabis in, in the NFL. Um, he's been going great, not crazy, but he's just been very, he's been advocating for marijuana in the NFL and, and everything comes down to politics, right? 
So there's so many things, so much red tape, so much control, so much, you know, these athletes should use their platform. Colin Kaepernick gets shit on. And granted, he's a little bit ignorant. Some of the things he does are, are a little bit stupid. You know, like, mm, wearing a Fidel Castro shirt. I mean, do you know what that guy did, dude? Like, come on, man. Stop it. And, and you know, like, you want to fight for right. It, it's like, what? Like, you know, I get it. I'm glad he, he tried, and I've backed him before. Um, and, and Colin Kaepernick, in his defense, too, he's donated a lot of money. Do the causes. So I respect him. But a lot of guys are getting shamed for doing stuff like this. And they should not be. They should use their platform to reach out and to help people. And to, you know, anybody who's listening to this, if you really think that racism exists in your community, I don't want to speak for you. But I want you to check out if you're like totally getting out of the house. If you're not interacting with people, don't buy the bullshit. Just don't buy it. That said, we all experience different things. We're all different people. Um, I hope Anquan Bolden is very impactful in his journeys. I think it's like, honestly, like the most punk rock thing he could ever do is to wave the bird in the NFL in a nice way. Like, hey, guys, man of the year, former man of the year, I think of 2015. Uh, for the NFL, Walter Payton, man, your guy, and very honorable guy. He's done some things with his efforts, and I commend him for it because, again, there's no justice, just us. And I don't care what walk of life you come from, we've all had it rough no matter what. And me just being a white kid doesn't mean I didn't deal with reverse discrimination. Is it even reverse discrimination? No, it's discrimination. Like, I had a hard time going to the basketball court without, like, if I didn't make my foul shot on the court, I did not get on a team. And then when I picked the winning team, because I made my stupid foul shot, I was then like, yo, man, can, can, my, can my dog, like, fill in for you instead? Yeah, sure. I got some just, you know, short white kid on the court. You know what I mean? It, it, it happened. It fucking sucked. You know, I've definitely been bullied and all that shit. So it's like, I don't have a, like a, a racist bone in my fucking body for anything that's ever transcended. I mean, humans are humans. And the fact that this stuff is made a, like a big deal, it's like, get the fuck over it. Like, really, get like, like get over it, man. I, I, I respect everybody to try to come together and, and make, figure this shit out. I'm not trying to get all politics on this podcast here. It's a Bill's NFL podcast thing here, but... I just wish Ancon Bolden the best of luck. And I hope that everybody else, too, you know, supports the, the cause for just coming together. And if there's one thing with sports that I love, especially that I picked up with playing adult hockey recently, you know, picked it up after 30. Never, I couldn't stop on skates a couple of years ago. And um, it's cool that all walks of life enter a locker room and they all have one goal in mind and yada, yada, yada. Well, why can't we do that as humans? Because... How many times do you judge a book by its cover and you're wrong and you talk to that person? Uh, maybe I've just had a lot of cold knocks on people's doors to go into their house to do work. So it's like I don't meet these people and it's kind of like, you know, it's a little awkward. I don't, I'm knocking on someone's door. Who knocks on doors anymore, really? Tell me the last time you knocked on someone's door. You call them. Anyways, so 
have faith in your Bills team. I don't think it's all that bad. I don't mean to rail on, on politics. I'm, it's not my territory. I'm not smart enough to rail there. But I just think that uh, it, it's nice for these athletes to take it upon themselves to do something with it. Unfortunately for the Bills, it's awful timing. That said, who knows? My friend Greg Morse, who calls in WGR all the time, he actually brought up an interesting theory. He thinks maybe the Bills approach Bolden that, hey, dude, you know, you're kind of not, like, really playing that good. Maybe they kind of enticed him to retire. I don't know. Um, also, does he pay back his signing bonus? I believe it was about a million dollars. Okay, who knows? But, again, respect out to Anquan Bolden. I don't know why I keep repeating that. Uh, I wanted to hit also, speaking of garbage media... Evan Silver from Yahoo posts a tweet out there along the lines of, if I'm going to shit on him, I should really pull it up and quote it, but I'm not going to. So along the lines of, I would not be shocked if the Bills are, are seeking trades for McCoy and Tyrod Taylor. So essentially what he did is he sees the Bills fans going absolutely crazy because that's what the, the whole Bills fan base does is they just go, I, should, I shouldn't disrespect you guys like that. A lot of the Bills fan base that's active on social media goes crazy and decides, this guy Evan Silva decides, why don't I just, you know, get a little scoop of that low-hanging fruit? Why don't I just take a shit on the floor and pick it up and throw it at the wall and hope it sticks? Because that's what I'm going to do. And that's what he did. And then there's some other website, I don't even know what the hell it's called, Report in caps. Bill seeking to trade McCoy. Bill seeking to trade McCoy. Like, wait, what? Some idiot decides to make a dumb tweet to get traction. And people are too dumb to think for themselves and, and look up what it really is. And I'm getting text messages, no disrespect from the people who texted me. That And it's not their fault. But it just sucks you had to trace the source. But luckily you're a Bills fan. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a Bills fan. And it's not really hard to find out where the damn source came from. There's not many. So. Consider your sources, people. They're going to try to throw shit on the wall for clicks. I would like to say you're welcome that I'm here, but I'm sorry you've listened 34 minutes and 55 seconds into this thing. What are you doing with yourself? What are you doing with yourself? Um, LaShawn McCoy is not getting traded. If LaShawn McCoy gets traded, that's sending a message to that entire locker room which is the message that we all thought initially before we read what Anquan Bolden was retiring for, which could be hot smoke to some people too. But when you're like, God damn it. This is so billsy. I feel you. But don't forget the bills needed a defense last year. If these coaches can prove to me that they're not dumbasses, like 
it seems like a lot of other coaches where they don't work with the player's strengths and they have to instill with their egos, their system, which I get. You know, you have to have a system. Here's the terminology. Here's the language. This is what we do. This is how it all works. Yes, you have to fit that. At the same time, if dude can't do X, don't have dude do X. I have him do what he's good at. That's all I care about. Tyrod Taylor is not Peyton Manning. I don't want him playing like Peyton Manning. Now, I do want him to play like Peyton Manning, the wounded duck, winning the Super Bowl Peyton Manning. And guess what? That was done in this Buffalo Bills offense with Denver. You don't have to be that good of a quarterback here with this system. I just don't think you do. That said, if Tyrod Taylor does not show he can anticipate throws, I think he's on a short leash. I don't know how long you stay there. That said, I'm willing to seek it through. The kid works really hard. Let's allow him with a new coaching staff. I know it's patience. I know it's patience. I know it sucks. But everybody who wants to blow up the operation and get a new GM... A lot of talent has walked out the door for the Bills. A lot of equity has left because now the Bills got to get in their guys. Meanwhile, you're handing this this thing over to people from Carolina. And I understand they're hard workers and they have a good pedigree and whatever the hell. But when you run a business, you have to let these guys do what they do. And as a fan, it's sometimes hard, even for me right now as I'm talking about it, to be like, gulp, let these guys trade away Sammy Watkins. I hope they know what they're doing. And it's really unfortunate to have to have to deal with referees to weigh on that decision and things that are out of their control. What I mean by that is how many times does a ref rob a game from the Bills or any other team? How about that? There was like nine penalties or something crazy in the first quarter. The first quarter wasn't even over. It was nine penalties, I think. Ed Hockley, get a life, dude. You're looking like a doughboy. What happened? Are they testing you for HGH now? Jesus. Like, what's wrong with that guy? How do you throw that many flags in a football game? Referees are not supposed to be an, an issue here. Union or not. Really? These guys are in a union? And and, and and again, these guys are in that referees. They, they don't know what they're doing. I don't know how. And we have all the technology in the world, but we're still sending fucking smoke signals to get a goddamn call right. No, we got a conference about it. I ain't feeling this right now. I don't mean to ramble on, but to recap everything here, um, I really like Nathan Peterman. I like what he's been doing. He's looking good. I love that he has chemistry. Um, The ball comes out quick with Nathan Peterman. He seems to know where he wants to go. Seems to diagnose things very quickly. And uh, the Bills defense looks good. They look really good. Uh, picked up some tidbits from Preston Brown on an interview with on the John Murphy show. And he mentioned that 
when they cracked open the playbook, they're like, damn, this is great. This is just like Preston Brown, Bill's middle linebacker. It's just like uh, Jim Schwartz. You know, different terminology, but they're doing what they were asked to do with Jim Schwartz, which is good because that team really liked that defense. That defensive line, hey, man, the game really starts in the trenches. It really does. And if you don't think it does, show me quarterbacks who get clobbered all the time that are winning. All right, so... I'm just about done here. Again, respect to Anquan Bolden doing the most punk rock thing ever, which is quitting football for a cause. Um, even though Pat Tillman did that too, rest in peace. Um, but really respect it. And, and what Anquan Bolden is doing, it, it touches home to me because I've grown up kind of like two lives in the city with my father and in the suburbs with my mom and my stepdad. Um, later on and it's really cool to kind of get involved in different things later in life and I have a perspective personally of having to have some street smarts to get by and you know you shouldn't know what geekers are like nine years old and look forward to that truck showing up that might have stolen goods if you catch my drift like oh what are we buying today hey why does this guy keep coming around with a, a tops bag that has a steak toothpaste and like some gummy bears. And he's trying to sell it for $4. But that steak says 9 Like man I don't know where this guy's hands have been. So dad I don't think we should buy that steak. What about the toothpaste? Can we use it? And it's like my dad would just send him out of his way. Like get out of here with that shit. Come back with something good. No I'm just kidding. But um, you know. I don't think the racism should, should happen. So I, I hope. I hope that everything gets squared away. And Anquan Bolin says, you know, he likes, you know, sports brings people together. It brings cultures together. It's what all these guys do, man. Get in a locker room. Get in a locker room. Get out there. Say hi to your neighbors. Shoot them a wave. Be nice to them. And there's no excuses for for anything that's been going on in, in, in Charlottesville, all that shit. You know, freedom of speech, whatever the hell. Um, you know, don't be a douchebag. Just be nice people, please. Let's look at this Bills team to bring us some kind of positivity. And, um, yeah. So, hopefully, the Bills can do something in their third preseason game to make us have some hope here. LaShawn McCoy is not going anywhere. They would be absolutely stupid. The Bills players would all lose respect for their general manager if they decide to tank. That said, this ownership has tanked before with the Sabres. That also said, the Bills have enough equity to do something. Not everybody picking in the top 5 to 10 is going to need a quarterback. And do not assume that if you get a quarterback in the first round, he's going to work out. Stop. Because you Bills fans and me, we don't have enough patience to wait around. We can all talk about continuity, and then you blow it up. And it's more like, it's about continuity, dot, 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 dot. But with the right people. Oh, okay. Let me know when you figure that out. Keep it real. Don't forget, we're brought to you by PunchDrunkSports.com. Follow them on Twitter, at PunchDrunk. 
Shout out to those guys, Sam Tripoli, Jason Tebow, and Ari Shafir. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Also, don't forget, this is also on GrandstandSportsNetwork.com. And hopefully I don't sound like too much of a buffoon. Don't take anything I said personally if it rubbed you the wrong way. Um, I don't know if it would. I don't know anybody. But just talking my own personal life experiences and how I can relate to Anquan Bolden myself. I think a lot of this shit in life is horseshit. We should be dealing with bigger problems. Like, honestly, what's up with global warming? Uh, hello? Can we look into it? Can we look into some other shit? Like, do we really need to be at war? Do we really need to do this and that? Can we, can we like, focus our energy and other things than dividing each other over petty bullshit? Stop. Don't let the tabloids get to you. Get your ass off of fucking Facebook. Excuse my French. If you're sucked around negativity, take it from somebody who's cut out Facebook except for promoting the podcast and doing some interaction over there for the podcast. So thank you all. Love you all. Numbillsfan.com has all of our shit, whatever. Okay, I'm your host, David Palermo, and thank you. Good night.